The Sons of Liberty is a politically neutral organization. We believe that the Judeo-Christian ethic has provided the principles upon which this nation was founded. It is our belief that these principles provide not only the foundation and framework for American government and society, but are also essential to the maintenance of a fair and just society. All program content is based on a Christian biblical worldview. One of you said to me recently that we shouldn't rock the boat. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I want to tell you that I am a boat Good day, America. Welcome, Christians, conservatives, constitutionalists, liberals, libertarians, communists, Islamists, LGBTQ, RSTV, WXYZ people, all the boat rockers in the house, and anybody else I may have missed to the Sons of Liberty radio show here on Red State Talk Radio, where we use the Bible and the Constitution not to see who's on the right or the left, but who is on the straight and narrow. I'm your host, Tim Brown, coming to you live from the U.S. occupied state of South Carolina, the editor at SonsOfLibertyMedia.com, and for our Muslim friends, I'm the infidel that Allah warns you about. I hold to the book, the Bible. As the authoritative word of God, glad that you guys have joined us this morning. If you'd like to check us out online, please do so. SonsofLibertyRadio.com and also SonsofLibertyMedia.com. In fact, if, you li- have a, <laughs> if you're listening by way of Red State Talk Radio and you want to watch the video portion of the radio show, that's right, you can see the face that's made for radio. Head over to SonsofLibertyMedia.com and there you're going to see two videos at the top of the page. The one on the left is an educational uh, video from Bradley. Uh, he is back home, so hopefully uh, he'll be back in at 3 o'clock this afternoon, at which time he'll be live in that little area, but you can uh, check out that education video up until that time. On the right side of the page is where we're at. Click on the play button, blow up whatever device you've got, and then uh, click on the Rumble icon in the bottom right-hand corner, and uh, you'll be able to join us in the chat on Rumble. we got a few friends over there uh, this morning. Boy, wasn't that something to see? The numbers of people that came in there on Saturday, I mean, I think we we had almost about 600 people. Now, I know for some people, that's not a lot of people. They're, you know, they have thousands of people because they're talking about something that really doesn't matter in many cases. But in, in any case, I'm thankful for, look, I'm thankful for the ones we have now. I'm, but it was just kind of a mind blower to see that many people in there on Saturday. But um in any case, you can join us in the chat over there, and then we are streaming live to Rumble. The channel is Sons of Liberty Radio Live. Sons of Liberty Radio Live, please subscribe to the channel. And then also we're streaming live to BeforeIt'sNews.com, top of the page over there, and we appreciate those guys giving us a spot on Before It's News. Right up under where we're streaming live is where you can sign up for our email newsletter. Again, those goes out. Those go out once a day. All the articles we have, including the Morning Show Archive. By the way, guys, I was a day late on Friday and Saturday getting everything in. I finally got... The plugs you guys were asking for, the link that uh, you were asking for from Kate on Saturday, those are in the archive. So if you wanted to get those plugs, basically, I misunderstood what she she said. So we'll let me cover that right now while it's on my mind. It's a it's a transfer of internet through your electrical system, so you're not using a Wi-Fi. Okay, that's what it is. But the link is in the archive. It's also in the video. Some. Uh, on Rumble. If you scroll down, you'll see people asking about it. I put that link in there so you guys can find one that suits your need. You can do there. And the book she was talking about 
uh, with regards to dementia was actually a paper, and she wasn't able to find that uh, to send it to me, so I didn't include that for those of you who are interested in that as well. Just wanted to get that out of the way. Finally, if you agree with our message, you would like to help support us, um, there is a donate button at the top of sonsoflibertymedia.com. Click on that make a one-time donation. You can partner with us monthly as a son or daughter of liberty, and uh, we really do appreciate your support. We really do. Okay, um, boy, I wish I had some videos this morning. I had I had looked at several things, but all the stuff I saw uh, over the weekend was really long videos, and uh, it's not my intention to tie up the time unless there's uh, some kind of important documentary. And you guys will know I'll I'll put that out because if I think it's really really important, I'll do that kind of thing. But it's interesting because many of you may recall this uh, Deagle report from Deagle.com. And um, they had placed a forecast, I think it was like in 2014, uh, in which they showed the population of the United States by 2025 going from whatever we have at 300 and something million people to just 99 million people. And it wasn't just the U.S. It was pretty much all... Western countries, that the population was drastically reduced. And in some of the more, how shall we say this, communistic countries and other things like that, their population either barely dropped or it actually went up. And so you have to ask the question, how did these guys know this in 2014 making this kind of projection? And um, it's, it's really interesting. So I ran across an article from... Leo Homan. Now he, I don't know if he's still at WND or not, but um, he basically said Deagle population forecast of nearly seventy percent fewer Americans by twenty twenty five is starting to look prophetic. That was the title of his article, and so I just drew uh, a, a portion of that out, and I was amazed at what I saw because the numbers that he was referencing all over. I mean, we've been stating they're not telling us the truth about things, right? We already get that, uh, what the experimental COVID shots are doing. But I want to give you, well, let's do this. Before we go into the numbers that he's got here in this article, let's go to a couple of things. Because we really haven't jumped on the COVID shot stuff in a while, and that stuff's still going on. But I think the real key here is that we're dealing with... Um, or, or were the the shots now have become almost the distraction. They they continue to tell us about the Wuhan lab that let out the virus, yet they have not proved it exists yet. They still haven't done that. They still haven't isolated it or any of that. So I don't know how you take it seriously. I'm not saying they didn't pay. They obviously have the receipts on it where they paid for gain of function and stuff like this. Totally get that. But again, what was really making all of these people sick all over the earth? What was really making them sick? No, it was the COVID. Except, what did we find out in that first year? Your, your cancers were pretty much gone. Your heart attacks were pretty much gone. The flu was pretty much gone. All that. Everything was rolled up into, into, into the convicts, Right? And they used that to push the fear, and they even came on television. Dr. Burks came on television and said, we're doing this. Any of the deaths, we're labeling as the convicts. 
And um, this was a story that was out uh, the other day, the COVID blog. If, you've, if you're not familiar with them, I don't even know if they're, uh, they're not posting that many things now, I don't think, not like they were. But I tend to think, I'll just go ahead and tell you, and I think I've said it before, the invisible, the real invisible enemy that we're faced with is the EMFs from the new technology that's been rolled out, the 5G. And again, I highly recommend uh, Arthur Furstenberg's, Furstenberg, excuse me, uh, book on this, which isn't about 5G, but it's about the effects of EMF and electricity and things of this nature on the human body. And it's called The Invisible Rainbow. So if you, if you haven't read that, I'd highly recommend that you read that for some history. It goes back several hundred years on this kind of stuff. And this is the stuff everybody's like, oh, I'm going to get my Netflix faster. I'm going to upload something faster, or download something faster. And there may be some aspect to that. I really haven't, you know, I've had people that I know that have 5G phones and all this other stuff. And they're like, not really seeing any difference in the speed. At least that's what they tell me. But if you recall, we had Mark Steele on. He's a weapons expert out of the UK. He, kept, he, is, he is relentless in saying, this is a weapons system. It's not, it's not about telecommunications. And um, so anyway, and Mark is still fighting that stuff over there in the UK. He's winning some battles and praise God for his efforts over there. But uh, this was a story that was out by the COVID block. This is India. Three popular singers die within 10 days, but the country continues to promote the COVID shots. Now, all of them had their shots. And um, let me just scroll down through here because there were some, there were some images. There's uh, this lady here. And... Um, thought their names were, but yes, Miss, oh boy, I'm going to get in trouble with this one, Sangeetha Sajith, um, and she, she passed, had had her shot, then we had um, this gentleman here, Mr. Ivada Bashir, uh, and then we had a much younger guy, oh my goodness, Mr. Krishnakumar Kanath. I hope I said those correctly. They probably really are not, but I, I'm not doing it to offend. These All three of these singers die within 10 days. Now, I don't know about you. I've seen some of the dropping off of the reports that come up in the main headlines of people dying. And now we're starting to see where people who died months ago, they're coming out now and they're telling us, oh, this is the cause of their death revealed, the cause of their death revealed, the cause of their death revealed. And many of them are not mentioning the shots that, that they were given. Uh, some of these are actors, which the Actors Guild, my understanding was, they required it of anybody, you know, making movies who were going to be a part of that Actors Guild there. So we know a lot of them had it. We know also that this shot, it's not just, oh, we can trace this back and say, it's a shot. The shot produces all kinds of things. Aggressive cancers are one of the primary things. Okay. And then we have all kinds, there were like 400 side effects from what I understand uh, that were in this. But aggressive cancers were one of the big ones. Um, you've got all kinds of other things, not necessarily uh, a death, but you've got dementias. You've got, um, I'm trying to think of some of the things we named off uh, that, the, that the people can get due to the fact that these shots were actually destroying the immune system, not building it up. 
It was the exact opposite of what they sold the people it was. They they sold the people it was safe, it was effective, it produced, I mean, listen to the language, it produced an immune response. Now, if you're like me, okay, maybe you're a redneck out in South Carolina or just, you know, a simple person somewhere, you can prick your finger with a splinter and your body's going to give an immune response. It's going to go to the center. I don't know if you guys were taught like I was in health class when I was in uh, elementary school and junior high and high school. But, you know, you when you when something happens, you get a cut when you get a prick or something like that in your skin. What happens where well, your body knows, hey, there's some something wrong up here. And they send all those little white blood cells right to fight off infection and whatever's going on there. Right. All that kind of stuff. So you can do that and get an immune response. That's no big deal. And yet they do, they spend millions of dollars in R&D over something everybody knows that if you, if you invade the human body with something foreign, you're going to get an immune response. So here's these guys. These are just three. And uh, again, I would recommend you, if you have not checked that out, the COVID blog is a great place uh, to go if you want to see some of these stories. If you don't believe, you know, if you think this is all uh, conspiracy theory and this, that, and the other, well, go see the documentation for yourself. Go see the documentation for yourself. The young people who are sick, young people who are dying, all these kinds of things. This is the COVID blog. And then let me give you a few examples here on Health Impact News as well, because, uh, of course, they've covered that. There's also a vaccine injury news. I think that's what it is. Dot com, which is linked off of Health Impact News as well. But, you know, here here we've got Covidism, a contagious deception. That's a new documentary that's coming out. Uh, I don't know if you guys saw the and when I talk about the the 5G and things, I don't know if you saw this, but. Uh, they've been doing this emergency alert stuff. Have you guys seen that? And I was speaking with Kate yesterday to get the information that I needed for the article. And she said, we were walking in the forest and she said, all of a sudden, all the phones start going off and I turned around and all the people are pulling their phones out at the same time. And I got to tell you, it reminds me of a scene in a movie where a guy, and, and again, you say, well, you're referencing a movie. Yeah, but we've seen how they use movies to condition us to get ready to accept it as, oh, this is sort of a normal thing. You know, it's just evil. It's, it's, it's Dr. Evil or whatever, doing whatever he's doing. But the guy would give the people free SIM cards for their tablets and their computers and their phones and everything. They could talk for free. They could text for free and they can get on the Internet for free. And what he was really doing was he was going to send out a signal to where these people he wanted to depopulate the earth. Uh, so he would send out a signal that would basically drive the people crazy and they'd just be fighting each other. It was, cr it was just it was crazy. And I don't know why, but in the back of my mind, I have, this is what they're going to set 5G up. That's just my thought. Uh, because they're, they're showing you this kind of stuff. Plus, you go to the CDC website. Go in there and just do yourself a favor and put in zombie apocalypse. And see the countless numbers of pages they have dedicated to a zombie apocalypse. The CDC. And they're putting that stuff out. And so, you know, we've already heard from this guy out at the World Economic Forum, uh, this, uh, this sodomite guy, Harari, who has already talked about hacking people, right? 
And we've already heard from the guy from Moderna who said it. They said he didn't say it, but he did say it. We can hack you. Um, I can see some of this stuff going on. Whatever they don't accomplish with their shots, whatever they're not going to accomplish you know, with other things, they got a backup plan. That's what they're looking to do. And this is why you need to keep yourself healthy. This is why you need to protect yourself as best you can. Um, you say, well, you're trying to put fear. No, I'm not trying to put fear. This is stuff that, that's out there. And there are solutions to a lot of these things. We've shared with you some of those things from uh, Corey with the EMF stuff. Uh, if you want to pick up some of his stuff, it's bit.ly, B-I-T dot L-Y forward slash E-M-F-S-O-L com. All right. Go there. And he's got products to protect you from EMF. You've got the, the biggest protection from the shot is don't take it. And if you have, you can find some protocols online that are there. And you can start taking those to help rid yourself of the graphene oxide that's in there that they said wasn't in there. But they, now we've discovered, they've confirmed that it is. All of these kinds of things. So Several of these several of these pages cover this stuff if you want to keep up with them. Now, back to the Deagle report. So what I want to do is I want to read some of this because I think it's very important that you hear the words that Leo puts here because he starts pointing out some of the stuff. And I, I just absolutely, I find it incredible um, what he's uncovered here. So let's pick this up. And then what we're going to do is once we're through this, I want to take us through some scriptures to show, yes, we are. This is... This is the judgment of God. My my pastor was preaching yesterday, um, Isaiah 42 and, and another passage. And one of the things he talked about, he says, you know, in our culture today, people see what's going on around us and they go, this is going to bring the judgment of God. This is going to bring the judgment of God. And he goes, no, this is the judgment of God. When you are seeing grown men dressed as women out in the public, encouraging children to come and look at them. Their parents are going to them. When you see the sodomite agenda being taught in the schools and promoted in the politics, and now you're seeing even our free speech trying to be stifled by uh, men who think they are gods. Let me tell you something. Quit referring to your representatives as lawmakers. Okay? There's only one lawmaker. That's God. One lawmaker. That's the Lord. Everything else that man does, 99 times out of 100, is he's making up his own law. He's doing what's right in his own eyes, and he's not following what God had established. And that was the, that was the beauty of Friday show, if you missed that. Going back to the Connecticut uh, Constitution, what did you see in there? You saw God, Christ, Scripture. That's what the law was. If you want to talk about government, that's what it should be. That's what it should be, just the law of God. And I'm not talking about all the ordinances that were nailed to the cross with Christ. We're just talking about the moral law. That's it. Ten commandments and whatever expounds out from those. That's enough. That's all we need. We don't need a bazillion laws written in order to control us. We don't need that. But let's go to this, this report by Leo Homan. And you can find this at Leo Homan, H-O-H-M-A-N-N. Dot com. You can also find uh, the portion that I pulled here at sonsoflibertymedia.com. Here's, he, here's what he writes. I like to revert back to the analysis done by Deagle Corp in 2014, forecasting massive global depopulation declines out of the year 20, 
out to the year 2025, especially in Western countries. Deagle's founder was a military contractor who had sources well positioned in the deep state. The Deagle Corporation is an offshoot of U.S. military intelligence, which collects data for high-level decision makers and prepares confidential briefing documents for agencies like the National Security Agency, the United Nations, and the World Bank. According to the Deagle forecast, America's population would plummet from just over 310 million to 217, or in 2017 down to just 99 million by the end of 2025. And stop and think about that. That's two-thirds of the population. Hmm, that two-thirds. That's kind of interesting, isn't it? Mr. Wordsworth will probably give you those passages <laughs> out of Revelation. Two-thirds of the people, gone. Within a, we're talking about within a year and a half from now. This is right at our doorstep. Western European nations, especially the UK and Germany, were forecast to see similarly drastic decreases in population, as were Canada and Australia. If the Deagle calculations turn out to be even close to accurate, the most unsafe places, excuse me, the most unsafe places to live over the next three years will be the United States, Canada, and the UK, followed by Germany, Australia, and the rest of the EU nations. This population forecast was so controversial showing population reductions of 68.5% in the United States from 2017 levels and between 25 and 70% for almost every Western European country that the study mysteriously disappeared from Deagle's website in March 2021. But not all, and it doesn't matter because uh, the internet always keeps you, you can always pull it up at the Wayback Machine. But not all areas of the world will continue to decline. Some actually have larger populations by 2025, according to the Deagle forecast. The safest places to be living would appear to be Central and South America, China, and Africa. Interestingly, Russia came in as neutral, not gaining or losing population. Is this Deagle forecast map a prediction of who will win World War III? And you can see there where the, the numbers are neutral, where they go down, and where they go up. So if you want to check that out, sonsoflibertymedia.com, it's uh, currently it's the top article on the site. So you'll just have to work your way down from there. He goes on and he says, until the impact of the COVID pandemic and resulting mass vaccination campaign, many researchers were scratching their heads as they reviewed the Deagle calculations. But now it's beginning to make sense. And you're going to it's going to be real interesting. Some of the things he pulls out here. Add in the rising potential for another manufactured pandemic, a manufactured global famine under the guise of fighting climate change and the race toward World War III, and suddenly Deagle's forecast becomes even more plausible. Deagle's predictions seemed so far-fetched in 2014 that some folks accused Deagle of engaging in a psyop. But maybe Deagle had good sources to back up its analysis. After all, the eugenics-loving Rockefeller Foundation had published its lockstep analysis in 2010 which we have done a show on as well, all but guaranteeing that major pandemics would wipe out tens of millions of people. And Bill Gates, the world's richest man, was well into his vaccine phase by 2014 as well, having shifted his focus a few years earlier away from computers and into the more profitable injections. Remember, he's getting like a 20 to 1 uh, return on the investments, and the investments were largely with, with your money. 
and money from other people that government stole from them through taxation, okay, and gave to the Gates Foundation. So he's, he's using somebody else's money to make money. We also had the Georgia Guidestones to serve as a continuous reminder of the elite's plan to drastically reduce the global population to cull the herd, as they say. The first guideline etched in the Georgia Guidestones monument stated, maintain humanity under 500 million in perpetual balance with nature. Well, this is just nonsense. You can take the world's population and you could give everybody uh, land and to live on and to farm on and do all of that. And everybody in the world, if I'm not mistaken, could live in the state of Florida. They definitely could live in the state of Texas. And I hear people talking uh, about, well, but yeah, that'd be great, you know, if you got, if you're having all these kids and you're you're growing your own food and stuff like that. But it's not feasible if everybody. Well, then go back to the old paths. Isn't that what the Bible calls us to? And go read Jeremiah. What's he talking about? Go back and do the former things. The things you were you were previously doing. Yeah, grow your own food. Go back to the law of God. Obey the Lord and he said he would bless you. So it, it's a pretty it's a pretty simple process if you if you want to do those things. If you don't want to do those things, then maybe you're going to suffer some of those consequences. I mean, that's just that's just the way it is. It really is. Back to Leo here. He's, he goes on and he says, The Guidestones were mysteriously bombed in the early morning hours of July the 6th, 2022. Just hours later, at around 6 p.m. on July the 6th, the Georgia Bureau of Investigation completely destroyed the damaged monument. This was an astonishing turn of events executed with lightning speed, and then the state's bizarre action quickly fell off the news cycle. Yeah, that's kind of interesting. Did they ever catch anybody? Did they ever bring anybody justice? I mean, if there's justice to be done, they were kind of donated or whatever. Uh, I guess it would be considered destruction of private property since uh, it was on someone else's property now. I don't, I don't know. Um, nobody was ever arrested. We hear nothing about it, continu a continuing investigation. Maybe that's something I need to write down, and maybe we can get in touch with those people and ask them, hey, what's going on with that? Did it become necessary to get rid of the granite monument that stood as a uh, testimony to the elite's plan for mass depopulation of the world? That's Homan asking that. In fact, their plan may already be far enough down the road that it's impossible to reverse. Humanity is being culled, whether we like it or not. The globalists need to cut us off in order to fully enslave those who remain. Why? Because they have two basic disadvantages in their war against humanity. First, they're vastly outnumbered. And second, many of us still have the ability to think critically and independently of what we hear or see on their totally owned and controlled media outlets. That's true. He references Sun Tzu, the brilliant Chinese military strategist on the art of war, said the smart warrior attacks his enemy's strengths at his weakest point. And if the globalists are following the wisdom of Sun Tzu, they would cull the population and reduce the level at which they are outnumbered, and they would poison those of us who remain so that we're weakened and unable to think critically and independently, at least not to the level that we could uh, organize any meaningful resistance. You're going to have to start picking out your food sources too, guys. Um, they're talking about doing all this stuff, putting it in your in your lettuce and in your um, your meats and everything else. The the ingredients that are in these shots. You're going to start 
thinking about where you're going to get your food. You got a local farmer. If you don't have a local farmer, I'm I'm working with a thing. I'm going to be trying, hopefully trying it out. They're going to probably ship it this week is um, a company that I'm doing some stuff with for health products. Um, they're going to have beef with no hormones, no vaccines, no shots, no nothing. Uh, they're just going to be you know, grass-fed beef. And they're going to control it that way. And if they, my understanding is if they ever have to treat a cow for something with a vaccine, a hormone, or a steroid, or any of that kind of stuff, they move them away from the cows they're going to offer to their customer base and they sell it somewhere else. Right. Um, so just keep that in mind. Now, he references the COVID blog, and I want you to listen to these numbers of how they're coming out because this is what these are the things I found very fascinating in his article. He said, the COVID block has put forth an interesting analysis on the global population after more than three years of the bioweapon that came out of Wuhan. Well, that's what he that's what he thinks. I don't know that I'm convinced of that. I'm just not convinced of it. And more than two years of the related bioweapon that has been injected into people's arms. There were approximately 7.84 billion people on Earth in January 2020 when all this started. That's right at 8 billion, right? The United Nations reported that the global population eclipsed the 8 billion mark in November 2022. But here's where it gets interesting. The COVID blog's article points out that there have been 40 million births and 20 million deaths for a net population growth of 20 million thus far in 2023. But the sources of this information are the same ones who tell us to believe that men can give birth Gas stoves can kill us, and well, they can if they blow up, but that's about the only only issue you got there. And vaccines are safe and effective. As of March 2023, there are two jobs available in the U.S. for every one unemployed worker. Let me say it again. As of March 2023, there are two jobs available in the U.S., for every one unemployed worker. Now, you gotta you gotta stop and think about that a second. What does that mean? Well, well, it means what it says. Yeah, I get that. But what is the ramifications of that? Who are the unemployed workers? I mean, are are we talking about people who've actually just died and they're just counting somebody in there? Are we talking about somebody that's been disabled? Are we talking about somebody that's been injured? Or are we talking about somebody who is on the unemployment rolls? Well, back to Homan. Listen to what he says. And this comes from the, uh, the COVID blog. You don't even need the ADP workforce vitality reports to know that wages have been at all-time highs since quantitative easing for 2021. Just, or excuse me, the, the fourth quarter. Excuse me. I don't know why I wanted to say that. Uh, well, because they're always printing money, that's why. But the, the, quarter, the fourth quarter of 2021. Just look around your local area and you'll see McDonald's, Come and go, Circle K. What is a come and go? I don't even know what that is. Uh, Circle K, Walmart, and all those former minimum wage job hires at $15 per hour and up. Yeah. Because have you seen the price of gas? Have you seen the price of your value meals? They're through the roof. $10, $11, $12 for a quote-unquote value meal that just a couple of years ago cost five or six bucks. Crazy. 
It's crazy. Anyway, they are forced to offer higher wages or hire illegal immigrants to entice what's left of the U.S. workforce. The U.S. Chamber of Commerce acknowledged the ongoing labor shortage earlier this month. The corporate mainstream media have for two years blamed anything but the vaccines for the sudden deaths of young, healthy adults, even super fit athletes and teenagers. The bottom line is that millions of Americans have died, and not just Americans, people around the world have died and been severely maimed from the lethal mRNA and DNA uh, injections. They can't, they can physically no longer work. And isn't this what Kate had told us before? You're going to be having one, one out of two people who will be disabled or will have to be cared for in some way, which means you've got one person having to care for another. And it looks like we're approaching, you know, that kind of time. But it's not just that. There's more. U.S. birth rates, meanwhile, are in a free fall as are global birth rates. In 2021, birth rates were the lowest since World War I in the U.S., with Russia, China, and all European countries similarly reporting a death of new babies being born, or a dearth of new babies being born. He says sperm counts in men have fallen to the lowest level since such things started being measured. You cannot find a straight answer anywhere as to why this is happening. Well, you can find it in the alternative media who's been reporting on this stuff. So, and by the way, let me, let me say something to Christians. Those who name the name of Christ and you say you believe the Bible. If you are restricting children, or you think you're restricting, God opens and closes the womb, and he does it even among those who want to do their birth control and this, that, and the other. And there's all kinds of problems with birth control as well, too. Uh, damage that it causes to women. A, lar a large part of uh, uterine and ovarian cancers come from using birth controls. That, I mean, that's what it does. But what does the Bible tell you? It doesn't say you can't use birth control, but it does tell you that children are a blessing from the Lord. And you know what I hear from people? Well, boy, I, who would want to bring a child into this world with it? Just going... You know, the way it's going. Well, that's exactly why you bring them into the world. To turn it around. To be the light of the world. I, I mean, whatever preachers are preaching in churches, where they're getting their people not to have children, or they're just fine with them not having them, quit listening to those people. Quit listening to the world that tells you that stuff too. Oh, we're gonna, we need depopulation. We ain't got enough food. We don't have this. We don't have that. Quit listening to those people. We're supposed to be those who have our eyes fixed upon King Jesus, right? And what does King Jesus tell us? Children are a reward from the Lord. They're a heritage unto him. Happy is the man who has his quiver full because they're like mighty arrows. They're a joy. They're a blessing not only in the family. They're a blessing God gives to the world if parents will teach them properly. And so I want to encourage you, if you're in that I know what it's like to be there. I want to encourage you, if you're in that, listen to the Lord and obey Him. Have children with the hope that God is going to use them to bless the world. It's not hard to understand, but if, you're not, if Christians aren't going to have it, I can tell you what, your enemies are going to have them. You look at the Muslim community, they'll have them. You look at uh, those in 
Central and South America, they have lots of children and they're coming over our border. Meanwhile, those who are in America continue down the road of, you know, cutting their offspring off, if you will. Anyway, Homan goes back and he says, <clears throat> the U.S. Chamber of Commerce acknowledged the ongoing labor shortage earlier this month. The, month, the corporate mainstream media have for two years blamed anything but the vaccines for the sudden deaths of young, healthy adults, even super fit athletes and teenagers. Sorry, I, I lost my place here for a second. Let me jump down here. Um, so the COVID blog estimates that the global population has dropped from 7.8 billion in January 2020 to approximately 6.8 billion today. That's a billion people in 28 months. About a billion people gone in this short 28 months. That's incredible. That's incredible. Quote, the powers that be will never report the truth on this and will do everything to conceal, manipulate, and distort the real numbers. I don't know why they want to do that. They've already told us what they want to do. They've had the people on there talking about depopulation, the world's too, you've got too many people, this, that, and the other. So all we can do is crunch everything we know to determine the progress of the goal. 500 million humans left on Earth by 2030. Former Malaysia Prime Minister Mahathir Mohamed fearlessly blew the whistle on the depopulation agenda in 2015. And you can see the video here. Uh, I'm not going to play it at the moment. But check these numbers out here. And then we're going to get into some, some scriptures to show, well, this is how God has operated in the past. What do you mean God? Friends, do you think God's not in control of even what's going on here? Do you not think he's sovereign even over these wicked men who are doing what they're doing? Yeah. I want to give you some examples in just a little bit. The COVID blog put forth five trends to back up its theory that the world's population is already in free fall. According to the stated plans of the elites, here are the first three. Number one, governments across the world reported record increases in excess deaths in 2021 and 2022 and or reported historically low birth rates. In other words, a lot of people are dying and few are being born. Isn't that what we, pro what we were uh, projecting would come from this stuff? Less births through some form of sterility, right? And lots of deaths through people taking the shots. It's, it's working on two different levels. Number two, there's no way of knowing exactly what's happening in the world's two most populous countries, India and especially China. We know that China is a dystopian hell. What we don't know is how many people are being killed by the government and dying from injections, or I might add, starvation. We've seen that where people were jumping to their desks because they couldn't get out and get food, or at least that's what we perceived they were doing. Where they had barred up the places, people were trying to dangerously climb down high-rise apartment buildings and stuff. It was just, just crazy, some of the videos that you saw. Uh, he says, India injecting its population. And let's move down here just a little bit to number three. The kids die anonymously. Deceived parents allow their children to be injected multiple times and or they feed their babies vaxxed breast milk. The child dies. 
Most of these delusional parents play along with the mainstream narrative and blame anything but the vax. Only a tiny number of parents do the right thing and warn others not to get their children injected. And of course, he finishes out, the other big factor to weigh in is sterility caused by the vax. As people die, they're not being replaced at normal rates. This is going on right in front of us. Now, I, I even I have a tough time sitting here going, okay, how do the people respond to this? This is an attack. Not only on Americans, but the people of the world. And we all we have to do is go out in the street and walk and protest. Now, I was for that in the beginning. But there comes a time when they keep attacking and you keep walking out there and having parties and having your poster boards. There's got to be something else you got to do. Because they're coming to kill you. They're killing your friends around you. They're killing your neighbors. And at what point are you going to say, uh-uh, you're not doing it anymore and we're going to come deal with you? At what point do you do that? I kind of wonder how men of the 1700s would have dealt with those if that was going on at their time. See, because they had a different mindset about how they dealt with tyrants and pawns of tyrants. And it wasn't to go write pieces of paper, and it wasn't to go take them to court. It wasn't. If they were being attacked, then they defended themselves. They defended themselves. And they dealt with the people. So let's take a few instances here um, <clears throat> of how God dealt with people who are disobedient. Now, you say, well, God's doing these, you know, he, you're reading this stuff out of the Old Testament. What good is the Old Testament? Well, I'll tell you how, what good the Old Testament is. Paul said it was the Word of God, did he not? In 1 Timothy, yep. He said all Scripture is given by inspiration of God, and it's profitable. It's profitable. So the Old Testament is very profitable to us. Why? First and foremost, it shows us the Christ. It shows us who the Christ is, what he is, what, he's what he was coming to do, all right? For for men, but there's also instruction like out of First Corinthians where he says what happened in, to the people of the old covenant was there as an example for us so that we don't go do the same thing. We can learn from them. They complained that was a bad thing, right? They became idolaters that was a bad thing. They wouldn't obey God that was a bad thing. Here they are coming out of. Egypt, this is from Exodus chapter 32, and you remember Moses has been up on the mountain with the Lord. The Lord has written his law with his own finger in, in tablets of stone, and as Moses comes down, he sees the revelry that's going on. He sees the orgies that's going on and all of this, and here's what it is. And when Mo, you know, he's already confronted it. He, you know, Aaron's told him some pocus pocus story about how the golden calf got erected. You know, the, the people, I just threw it in there and this calf came out. Yeah, right. And when Moses saw, this is verse 25 of chapter 32 of Exodus. When Moses saw that the people were naked for Aaron had made them naked unto their shame among their enemies. Then Moses stood in the gate of the camp and said, Who's on the Lord's side? Let him come to me. And all the sons of Levi gathered themselves together unto him. 
And he said unto them, Thus saith the Lord God of Israel, Put every man his sword by his side, and go in and out from gate to gate throughout the camp, and slay every man his brother, and every man his companion, and every man his neighbor. And the children of Levi did according to the word of Moses, and there fell of the people that day about 3,000 men. For Moses had said, Consecrate yourselves today to the Lord, even every man upon his son and upon his brother, that he may bestow upon you a blessing this day. And it came to pass on the morrow that Moses said unto the people, Ye have sinned a great sin, and now I will go up unto the Lord. Peradventure I shall make an atonement for your sin. And he returned to the Lord and said, Oh, this people have sinned a great sin and have made them gods of gold. Yet now, if thou wilt forgive their sin. So Moses is kind of the picture of Christ. He's the intercessor for the people between them and God. He doesn't want God to destroy them. Even though he saw their own wickedness with his, with his own eyes. And if not, blot me, I pray thee, out of thy book, which thou hast written. Boy, doesn't that sound like Paul? I wish that I were accursed for the sake of my countrymen. Moses has a heart for his people, even though they're stiff-necked and rebellious. He's got a heart for them. And the Lord said unto Moses, Whosoever hath sinned against me, him will I blot out of my book. Therefore now go, lead the people into the place of which I have spoken of thee. Behold, my angel shall go before thee. Nevertheless, in the day when I visit, I will visit their sin upon them. And the Lord plagued the people because they made the calf which Aaron made. And then you remember where he also, they were doing what they're doing, and he opened up the earth and swallowed them. He judged them. There's, a, there's another place, and we could go to several places throughout Scripture. We could go to where Jeremiah is prophesying, and he's warning that Nebuchadnezzar is going to come, and he's going to take you into captivity. Why? Because you wouldn't let the land rest the way the Lord said. You wouldn't observe the Sabbaths of the Lord. You know, I hear people talking about the topsoil being gone and this, that, and the other, and I realize they're raining all kinds of stuff down, but you know what? The, all that land gets worked over and over and over, and all the nutrients are, oh, they're growing stuff, but they ain't got no nutrients in it. I think we would do well to listen to what the Lord said about his creation and follow his instruction. That's just me. I think that's the right way to go. But let's take, a, let's take an example here. Here's where you've got a king. Um, who's done some things. We've got uh, uh, David, and David goes, and I pulled up the wrong passage, I think. <coughs> Excuse me. <clears throat> but with David, what did, what, what did he do? Uh, he, had, he had done a census, um, and uh, hang on a second. I'm trying to think of uh, something that I want to bring in here. But he had done a census when he wasn't supposed to. He was counting the people. Right? And he was cut to the heart. And it's really interesting. Let's just pick this up. This is the this is the passage that I want to have. Second Samuel chapter 24. And listen to what happens. You said, What does this have to do with the COVID shot? I'm telling you, the same God that's behind bringing judgment upon people and countries who are disobedient to him through those things were the same one was the same God who was doing it back here. Verse 1, chapter 24. And again, the anger of the Lord was kindled against Israel, and he moved David against them to say, Go, number Israel and Judah. 
For the king said to Joab, the captain of the host, which was with him, Go now through all the tribes of Israel, from Dan even to Beersheba, and number ye the people, that I may know the number of the, of the people. And Joab said unto the king, Now the Lord thy God add unto the people how many soever they be, an hundredfold, and that the eyes of my lord the king may see it. But why doth my lord the king delight in this thing? Notwithstanding the king's word prevailed against Joab and against the captains of the host, and Joab and the captains of the host went out from the presence of the king to number the people of Israel. And they passed over Jordan and pitched in Eror on the right side of the city, that lieth in the midst of the river of Gad and toward Jazer. Then they came to Gilead and to the land of Tatemhadashi. <laughs> Boy, that one's a that one's a tongue twister this early. And they came to Jan Danjan and about to Zidon, and came to the stronghold of Tyre, and to all the cities of the Hivites and of the Canaanites, and they went out to the south of Judah, even to Beersheba. So when they had gone through all the land, they came to Jerusalem at the end of the nine months and twenty days. That's how long it took them to count the people. And Joab gave the sum of the number of the people unto the king, and there were in Israel eight hundred thousand valiant men that drew the sword. And the men of Judah were five hundred thousand. And David's heart smote him. After that, he had numbered the people. And David said unto the Lord, I have sinned greatly in that I have done. And now I beseech thee, O Lord, take away the iniquity of thy servant, for I have done very foolishly. This time he didn't need Nathan to point the finger at him. His own heart condemned him. His own heart condemned him. He confessed his sin. And it goes on and it says this. For when David was up in the morning, the word of the Lord came unto the prophet Gad, David's here saying, Go and say unto David, Thus says the Lord, I offer thee three things. Choose thee one of them that I may do it unto thee. In other words, David, yep, you've sinned, and there's I'll forgive your sin, but there's consequences to your sin. And I'm going to give you three choices as to what kind of you know, punishment I'm going to wreck out here through Israel. So God came to David and told him and said unto him, Shall seven years of famine come unto thee in thy land? Or wilt thou flee three months before thine enemies while they pursue thee? Or that there be three days pestilence in thy land? Now advise and see what answer I shall return to him that sent me. And David said unto Gad, I am in, great, in a great strait. Let us fall now into the hand of the Lord, for his mercies are great. Isn't that, boy, it, isn't that a great thing? David has sinned. He's looking at these options the Lord has given him that are terrible. He sees his sin is going to cost a lot of people a lot of lives, their lives. And he says, let us now into the hand of the Lord fall for his mercies are great. And let me not fall into the hand of man. Wow. What a perspective. Some people would rather try to sort things out with famine. Maybe they can go find food here, there, whatever. Some of them would rather run from their enemies for three months. And so what does the scripture say? So he's got one here. 
where he's going to deal with the pestilence. Remember what Psalm 91 says? Remember about that noisome pestilence, right? It's not going to come near you. So the Lord sent a pestilence upon Israel from the morning even to the time appointed. And there died of the people from Dan even to Beersheba 70,000 men. 70,000 men. Dead. Gone. In that short time span. And when the angel stretched out his hand upon Jerusalem to destroy it, the Lord repented him of the evil and said to the angel that destroyed the people, It is enough. Stay now thine hand. And the angel of the Lord was by the threshing place of Arana the Jebusite. And David spake unto the Lord when he saw the angel that smote the people and said, Lo, I have sinned. I have done wickedly. But these sheep, what have they done? Let thine hand, I pray thee, be against me and against my father's house. And Gad came up that day to David and said unto him, Go up, rear an altar up unto the Lord in the threshing floor of Arana, the Jebusite. And David, according to the saying of Gad, went up as the Lord commanded. So what you see is, is even though David is God's man, he did a wicked thing. We, we already saw that he did it just in his, his own house. He took another man's wife. He lost his child that, he, that he, he had with her. The sword wouldn't depart from his house for the rest of his days because of his sin. And here, he's lost 70,000 men. Are we not seeing the same kinds of judgments of the Lord upon our land? Yeah, I think we are. I think we are. I'm running out of time real quick. Um, and here's the thing. If you go, and again, Deuteronomy 28 and Leviticus 26 are just these passages that if you read them, you'll see the way God operates in judgment. You, you just, you'll see it. It's very clear what he says he'll do. I'm just going to end with this. He talks in here about his blessings, and just like in Deuteronomy, and then he comes down a little further. And he talks about bringing the judgments over and over and over seven times more. That's Leviticus 26. And I want you to think about that. Do we really want seven times more judgments upon our land, upon our children, upon our neighbors? I hope not. There needs to be some serious repentance among the people who name not, not the organized church, not the world. There needs to be some serious repentance among the people of God if we want to see God's blessing again in this land. Bradley, be with you at 3. We'll see you, Lord willing, in the morning, 6 a.m., bright and early. Talk to you then. Bye.